You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Let's also discuss one important aspect of this battle, and that is Dhulfaqar. We commonly know that Dhulfaqar, the sword of Imam Ali was given to him at the battle of Uhud. When his sword broke, basically the ahadith tell us that when the Prophet was abandoned at Uhud, and he saw the companions fleeing the battlefield, the Prophet told Ali, oh Ali, defend, defend Islam, defend me. Imam Ali السلام, told him, Ya Rasulullah, I don't have a weapon, look at my sword, it broke. So the Prophet told him, here is my sword, Dhulfaqar, go and fight. And Imam Ali السلام, ferociously fought that, fought that day, they had not seen him fight ever in such a way, because the, the mushrikeen were this close to the Prophet at Uhud, they almost killed him. So Imam Ali with the last of his energy he was defending Islam. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know finally protected the Prophet Jibreel came and he called out into the skies, لا فتى إلا علي ولا سيف إلا ذو الفقار. There is no man like Ali and there is no sword like Dhul Faqar. This is commonly narrated at Uhud, however we also have narrations that this happened in Badr, so which is it? First of all, let's look at Dhul Faqar, what is Dhul Faqar? Many of us think you know it's a sword that belonged to Imam Ali but any idea where the sword came from? Jibrail. Jibrail. when did he bring it? So let's examine the word Dhul Faqar, linguistically Dhul Faqar, the word Faqar, is describing its shape, it's, it has well-defined edges, basically incisions in it and it was split, that's why it's called Dhul Fiqar. In one hadith, Imam Sadiq was asked, why is this sword called Dhul Fiqar? The Imam says, سُمِّيَ ذُو الْفِقَارِ لِأَنَّهُ مَا ضَرَبَ بِهِ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَحَدًا إِلَّا افْتَقَرَ فِي الدُّنْيَا مِنَ الْحَيَاةِ وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ Allahu Akbar. He says the reason why it's called Dhul Fiqar, see Fiqar comes from the uh, root word Faqr, which means to be denied something or poverty. The Imam says one meaning of Dhul Fiqar is that anybody whom Imam Ali strikes with this sword, they will be deprived of life in this world and heaven in the Akhirah. That means if Imam Ali's sword touches someone, they're dead. We don't have someone who was wounded by Dhul Faqar, right? If, he, if, if, if the sword of Dhul Faqar managed to strike someone, he was dead. So he was deprived from life because he would die and if you get killed at the hands of Imam Ali, you think you're going to heaven? You must be the enemy of God. In another hadith, Imam Sadiq says, the reason why technically it's called Dhul Faqar is because just like the spine in Arabic, the spine that runs through your back, what do we call it? Al-Amud Al-Faqari or Al-Faqarat. He says, just like there's a line that goes down your spine, this sword actually had a line that would go through it just like the spine that you have. And then the Imam السلام, also describes you know, that it had a silver ring attached to it. 
So, what's the origin of this sword? We have a number of hadiths that tell us about the origin of the sword. One hadith from Imam Sadiq states that when Adam came down from paradise to earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala equipped him with the sword of Dhulfiqar to protect himself from the evil ones, the jinn and the ins. So this is a type of sword that can even protect from the jinn and from the shayateen. And then the hadith states, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the sword Dhulfaqar, it was written on Dhulfaqar, my prophets, one after the other, continue to inherit this sword, warding off the enemy, حَتَّى يَرِثَهُ أَمِيرُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ until Ali will inherit the sword and he will use it to defend the Prophet Ibn Abbas by the way in one hadith in describing the verse وَأَنزَلْنَا الْحَدِيدِ we have brought down iron he says one application of this verse أَنزَلَ اللَّهُ آدَمَ مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَعَهُ سَيْفِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had this iron sword of Dhulfaqar come down with Adam, so it actually came from paradise. So this is the origin of Dhulfaqar. It first came with who? With Adam salam. Then prophet after prophet would inherit it until Jibra'il brings the sword and he gives it to Prophet Muhammad So the one who owned the, the sword wasn't Imam Ali. Initially it was the Prophet Then the Prophet gave it to Imam Ali to defend Islam. So the common story we've heard about Uhud, but Imam al-Baqir in another hadith, he says before Uhud at Badr is when Dhulfaqar was actually used for the first time in Islam. But the difference is at Uhud, the one who made this divine call, La Fata illa Ali, La Saifa illa Dhulfaqar was Jibra'il. Whereas at Badr, a, an angel by the name of Ridwan, maybe he's the keeper of paradise, because we have hadiths that state the keeper of hell is Malik, Khazan al-Nar, and the keeper of paradise is Ridwan. That's the name of the angel who's in charge of paradise. In any case, the hadith says at bed, there was an angel by the name of Ridwan who called La Fata illa Ali. There is no young man like Ali, Wala Saif illa Dhulfaqar. And there was no, and there is no sword like Dhulfaqar. So this actually, you know, happened a number of times. Al-Imam Ridha in one hadith, he says that. We've inherited, we the Imams have inherited the sword. Al-Imam Allah says, I have the sword with me. And it will continue to go to my descendants until the Mahdi Ta'ala Faraja. He will have the sword with him. And will he, when he reappears, he will have the, the sword of Dhulfaqar with him. There are a number of hadiths about that. So any questions on Dhulfaqar? By the way, many Sunnis will try to reject these hadiths. That Jibra'il said, you know, La Fata illa Ali, La Saif illa Dhulfaqar, and they claim they are fabricated, the narrators are weak. Ibn Taymiyyah really was big on this. He's like, this is fabricated, I don't accept any of these hadiths. And they accuse some narrators like Isa ibn Mihran, because he narrates some of these hadiths in their own sources. They're like, yeah, he was a Rafili, he liked the Ahlul Bayt, so we can't trust him. But subhanAllah, we have so many hadiths in Sunni books that talk 
about Dhulfaqar and Jibra'il making that statement. And basically, At-Tabari narrates this, Ahmad ibn Hanbal narrates this, Ibn Hisham narrates this, Al-Khath'ami narrates this, Ibn Abi uh, Al-Hadid narrates this, Al-Hamawi, Sibt ibn Al-Jawzi. So our question to our Sunni brothers is, when you have tens of Sunni scholars narrate this hadith, if this was a fabricated hadith, why bring it in your sources? Tens of sources? Come on. You know, this in fact, this in fact, uh, is an insult to these scholars who included these hadiths. Over 10 prominent Sunni scholars have mentioned the hadith of Dhulfaqar in their books and you reject it just because you know it has a virtue for Imam Ali salam. So this is well founded in hadith and really there is no excuse for rejecting them. Any questions so far? Was this Dhulfaqar uh, present in Karbala? Yes, it's now with Imam al-Mahdi, yes, all the Imams had it, but Imam al-Hussein when he left last time to the battlefield, he gave Dhulfaqar to Imam Zayn al-Abideen, he gave him his Salah and he told him, you are entrusted with this weapon, you need to give it to the Imam after you until it is given to al-Mahdi So now it's with Imam al-Mahdi, yes. And we have, I think, hadiths that state shaitan, after the reappearance of the imam, he will be killed by Dhulfaqar. So there's no sightings of it? No, I mean, it was with the imam, they kept it with them. And after that, people really did not have access to it. So after Imam Ali, he gave it to Imam Al-Hassan and then Imam Al-Hussein. Maybe only some close companions would see it, but generally speaking, no. Um, it would not be seen publicly.